and welcome to The Cut of Steel, Episode 9. I'm your host, Carmen Schustar, and with me is James Selig. Hello. Brandon Blockstorff. Hey, from Apollo City Comics, your number one comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Moncada. Hello, it's me. Uh, my co-host on my co-host on a policy yeah. topic, all everything you guys need comic. to listen to uh we just right before this we recorded an apology to comics episode and we just episode had a 92. whole conversation go check it out streaming now uh, <laughs> so it is 92 it is, is it 92 do we know i know right i'm like what episode are we on I literally put in the file a 90-something because yeah, I still wasn't 90, sure. 92, possibly 91. Okay. Definitely not 90. All right, enough oh shameless God. plugs. Let's get it on with the conference show. So our episode this week, uh, we're back you again. Uh, we are talking about a movie that, you know, just came out, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. And uh, you could still see it right now since it just came out. It's still on HBO Max. It's still in theaters. Um, needless to say it's worth watching i would say for sure uh but yeah i had guys... a lot more fun with it than i thought i would right i, I mean you, te- you texted me and i was like oh shit. we had a whole like what hour long episode of cut of steel i actually honestly don't remember how long we talked about suicide squad but we talked about how badly we hated that movie like n- nothing made sense it was it, universal agreement yeah. it wasn't even like a real representation of what the suicide squad is usually used for and this movie, like, it's not a reboot. Like, it's within the same no. world, but they like ignore. They everything. actually make shit make sense, and they use. They literally call it Task Force X, and they actually use it for the reasons that it's used for, which is just like espionage shit. It's not really like yes. They weren't sent there to destroy Starro. They were literally there to cover the government's ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally cover yeah. the government, do their dirty work. And James Gunn took uh, two big influences from it one was john astrander the creative suicide squad uh he took it and he the way he talked about it was he wanted it to be more like if it could exist after the comic book run so it's like almost like a a spiritual Uh, sequel and then the other heavy influence was the world war ii film dirty dozen which you know Hmm. came at a time when a lot of world war ii movies were very not generic but they were all kind of covering the same thing over and over where like I think they talked about that in Kelly's Heroes as being more standouts, where it's like something completely different that you weren't expecting. So Suicide Squad is the Dirty Dozen of superhero movies. Yeah, basically, <laughs> essentially yeah. is what. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like James said, like the way our reaction was, which you could catch our reaction as we watched the commentary and the old Suicide Squad on. Also, also get ready when we do the commentary on the Suicide Squad. So it's coming. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's coming, it's coming hard. Oh um, no, <laughs> it's just such a refreshing vibe, mm-hmm. and a hundred percent. Like, what's cool about them doing the, the reason why they could pull off the su- uh, like the Suicide Squad is it? The yeah, Suicide this, squad? Is the, the, this, oh, this yeah. one is the Suicide um, Squad. It's basically like as if 
another like mini series came out and then you have another creative team and it's another new mission for them and that's the cool mm-hmm. thing you can do like kind of even episodic stuff where they're going on a mission every episode or every movie is a new mission and just get creative and go crazy mm-hmm. and the fact that they were going in as a government espionage made it so much because they didn't know about Starro like actual Starro you know they might have just well they called the it Project Starfish right so yeah, yeah. they're like what yeah. does that mean uh, and then, oh wait spoilers oh, right spoilers. yeah but I'm gonna put it in like all the door. Okay. It'll, it'll have it everywhere. It um, it was like really cool how they pulled it off. When you look at the other one, that was such a cadm- uh like it's such an epic, like huge, uh, cataclysmic like events. Um, that you're just like, how has a superhero not shown up? Like it's been hours now, and you know, and this one went by so fast. I was like, literally, Star was out for what 15 minutes or something. Yeah, and not that long. Yeah, like, you know, the response time to expect, like, you know, in that superhero world, we know there's so many heroes, um, and there's definitely a watch, a patrol of some type. Um, The first one just didn't make sense. You're like, where was Superman? Like, this has been going on for, like, a day or something. Like, it was, yeah, it was really, like, dragged out. It's in America. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's literally in America. You know, like, why? You know, this one just, like, felt right, and it just hit all the right points. Um, Except for one, but I could save that. Gotcha. They had me from the beginning with that like whole ten minute intro, where yes, they Amazing. introduce you yeah. to so many characters, and like even like as soon as the mission starts off, like Weasel just dies immediately, yeah. <laughs> just drowns, and it's like yeah. oh he's dead. It's like what happened? Oh, he's like, just and they're just like in a silent room listening to him like gargle for air, like th- for like thirty <sighs> seconds straight, and I was laughing so hard because I was like they're no way they're gonna kill this guy like one well, of the we, char- uh, characters immediately we knew people were gonna die right like, for sure i just didn't expect so many would die no that same. oh yeah no i didn't and, I, th- yeah. I don't think anyone well, saw that coming dude when Pete actually as like blackguard walks out on the beach and he's like <laughs> fucking he, idiot. he very like, very clearly tried to like sell everyone else out so he could just like survive and they just shoot him in the face and he's like has like a hole in his head now yeah i, was, I literally Loved was like it. oh shit oh my god <laughs> yeah no i i actually when they first showed the trailers and i was trying to connect everything i had a feeling i'm like they're only showing like this team walking down like that tarmac like that style multiple times but you're seeing a lot more focus on team b in the trailers so i honestly i'm like you know watch them just kill off the first team and it's gonna be just hilarious and they're just gone yeah basically and it happened i was like yes yeah basically the only people they got off that beach were harley and rick flag well also weasel i guess you could say technically weasel because he like at like the post-credits scene was like he just like coughs up all the water and he's like fine yeah well that's the cool part too is that like even the people who died later, you're just like, oh, I did not expect mm-hmm. that yeah. to yeah. happen. You know, Each like they kept on unexpected. doing it. Yeah, everything. Like the first, you know, few minutes, you, you know, watching certain stuff, you're like, okay, I'm sure they're going to die. They're going to die. They're going to die. But then there's some even on Team A, you're just like questionable. I didn't expect Pete Davidson to die. I didn't think TDK would die. I thought TDK would love, survive a long time. Dude, I love <laughs> that, whole, so stupid. that whole sequence where he like, he gets up out of cover. He like pops both arms out like really slowly, and he just like slowly flies them over. Yes. To the, no, they don't even the fly; they practically float. Like yeah, and like, and you think like, oh, is he gonna like take their guns away, or like, is he gonna like punch them super hard or something? Like he, no, he just starts slapping them. <laughs> They're yeah. more like annoyed than anything. <laughs> no, the part where they shoot, and they just like start. Sh- 
they just start shooting his arms and he's like apparently he can still <laughs> feel <them>. he's <laughs> yeah. still just he's like, on the ground <laughs> javelin javelin didn't even get a chance to throw his javelin oh my gosh dude poor javelin he's like oh the woman loved the american the, dude, the german I, accent i love that whole intro or like that uh, that uh back and forth in the plane where he was just like you your name is tdk what what does it stand for it's like it, it stands for me it's my name like y- yes but what does it stand for it's like no it's just it's just me like your name is letters <laughs> yeah and then boomer, <laughs> and then boomer is just like all names and letters dickhead it's like, not wrong it's such a dude i the the joke executions oh, were just yeah. pr- amazing and james gunn like giving him that free reign was just um he he deserved it he needed something where he could just go loose and just have fun with characters yeah. like this because you could tell he's always kind of holding back with guardians like he keeps on peeking but not like disney's like really hitting it. Uh, 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 the kids are watching <laughs> well, uh, uh, the uh, thing uh. is like guardians is still fun to watch you know? oh like, yeah like yeah. everything james gunn does doesn't always have to be ultra violent and vulgar right but like yeah. he knows that's where he shines yes yeah yeah and just yeah. like it's super and for like the suicide squad you expect some people to die so you might as well like have some fun with it yeah exactly uh, yeah and, and or sorry were you gonna say Brandon? no i was gonna I was say this was i was uh, gonna say <laughs> what i was gonna say is like the movie is basically a comedy yeah, yes it's, it's like not quips it's just a pure, pure yeah comedy. and it somehow takes itself serious in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just, it was strange because I knew I was going to enjoy it. I knew it was going to be funny and entertaining. So I wasn't like blown away after, if that makes sense. Like I just kind of was like, oh, that was satisfying. And I finally got a solid, fun DC movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, actually that's, uh, that was kind of going to bleed into what I was going to point out. You know, this was definitely like the best DC movie that's come out so far, Easily. I would say. But like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I mean, as far as like fun and off, I feel like it was just amazing. And Star Wars, my shit. I have a Star Wars sticker right here. Um, but like, you're just like, kind of like, why have we just, why are we barely getting this? I know, right? Like how deep, how deep are we into all these DC movies? And we're barely getting all like, oh man, that was fucking fun. It was, I laughed like crazy. Like I was entertained the whole way through. Ten years it to get nailed to the point. characters. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's taken so much effort to get to like this point. Like, you know, the fact that what Suicide Squad was like the third movie in the DC yeah, universe. Yeah, even back right? then we were like, this is way too early to do this. It, way yeah, too early. way too early. And it was like, but like if this was maybe the third movie, like switched out, it was like, man, there, the DCU could have had like hope. It could There could have been some yeah. light, but it just, you know, it, and maybe that's another reason. It was probably one of the brightest like DC movies we've well, seen. Yeah. Um, but it's right up there with Aquaman, Shazam, and the first Wonder and, Woman. Like it's just, it's crazy how these are the great DC films. Yeah. And pay attention to like why these are great DC films. Notice like, you know, I, it sucks to always compare MCU to DCU, but that's just what people do. The MCU knows what to do in order to get things right. The DCEU ha- has the formula. You know, like with DC characters, they're supposed to be just over the top and fun. And I think you can have serious, but, you know, that all that, I guess you could say, like, zaniness of, like, the Silver Age got lost. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
that's where I, in my opinion, when it comes to like pure fun, I think that's where DC shines, you know? Yeah. When you go over the top, when you're just crazy with the plots and just like ridiculous characters, that's what DC is all about. You know, Marvel's all about the grounded characters and, you know, in real world cities and everything. But DC prospers when it's just like, when there's magic involved, over the top villains, crazy Mm -hmm. characters that are like almost too hard to, like too good to be true in terms of like that universe, you know, like with like their powers and everything. So I think like, look at like the top DCEU films. You have Wonder Woman, Shazam, and the Suicide Squad. And Aquaman. And Aquaman, yeah, yeah, sorry. Aquaman's probably still- Aquaman probably being the second. And that's because they know yeah, these characters good. and they just have fun with them and they commit to it. Mm. That's the thing I've always said, like practically every cut of steel is they commit. Some other mm-hmm. movies try so hard to be other things. And then this just, it's like, we're going to be an u- ultra violent over the top comedy and it commits the whole way through and it works. Same thing. You know, go ahead. Oh my God. Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying, you know, it also works like in the terms of like how it fits is like it, it's a you know just like the first Suicide Squad, it's not really in a continuity. Like you know stuff is going on, you know there's a universe, but this just kind of you could put this one on at any point, and it it's like a nice like single issue. Yeah, it's like a you side story. I mean? a one yeah, shot. like it, it one shot, and it just it just works, and that just kind of shows that DC's kind of like transitioning too. So hopefully they are realizing stuff yeah. and looking at things. Um, but this being the first of like their transitionary films, uh, I've please like continue in this direction a bit more of just like fun and entertaining characters they are at least trying to not necessarily go the same route as disney with the marvel like you know their current phase is a split between film and disney plus series but we're seeing this now as well with the first of the century being the peacemaker show uh that's going to happen as well and it makes you wonder too like are they going to start doing this dual format but they're already doing like uh, not even just the series. They're going, oh, we're going to do DCEU movies on HBO Max uh, specifically, like Batgirl, like Static Shock, uh, like I believe uh, Blue Beetle, um, which ironically are all the ones that are, they're like saying are the riskiest <laughs> in uh, quotes when they just showed a penis in a DC movie. So, it's, yeah. you know, it's like, um, well, all right, how, what kind of risk are we talking here? Cause this, this had a lot of risks, I'd say. Um, but it's still, you know, everything's still up in the air. What was our last DC movie before this? That we, we haven't right? even covered it yet. Oh, oh God. I literally, 1984. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's hard to say where we're at at this point because we've kind of since almost pretty much since the beginning uh with man of steel it feels like it's been like a a hop and a skip where i I mean personally like i said i've always loved man of steel bvs i can easily admit not really it's a mess and then suicide squad weird Wonder Woman, good and it's like weird like back and forth where type thing it's very hit or miss and it you know at least before 1984 you had aquaman shazam back-to-back great birds of prey is kind of like in the middle but um you know i have my own complaints on that as well but it does a lot of things right at the same time yeah um in in terms of like that universe and that film stuff yeah no hands down yeah i didn't didn't care for the movie but i get what you're saying in that sense of like what 
the like how it was kind of changing everything with the landscape of like the dcu was kind of changing in that sense yeah and at least ahead we already know what's coming in the next two years like we see the next five movies the batman uh black adam but black the batman isn't even like tied to these it's completely separate and then you have like the sequels to aquaman shazam you have the flash Flash. movie finally um which has literally that was part of the original slate of dc movies announced and we're just getting it now and still half of them were just canceled or some shit like you can't even tell so it's still hard to say if they're in the right direction because we don't know if they're going to be consistent again or if they're i mean they're going to become consistent or are they going to keep doing the hit or miss there you go yeah Yeah, you're totally right this is like the first yeah because this is really the best one since what we had wonder woman harley quinn and what was before harley quinn uh shazam shazam yeah you're yeah. right. So it is a hundred percent like hit or miss in that sense. Yeah. yeah and it, totally... it, not every year are we gonna get a like, you know, masterpiece that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm still saying I fucking love that movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's still yeah. We don't really know what's gonna happen. Like we just got news. What Justice League Two is like? We're gonna make it eventually one day <laughs> and it's like what the, I don't know, what the fuck does that mean what, oh, yeah. what's your what's your plan what's your direction we don't know what this, you're doing oh sorry it, this this is what makes me angry and like this is what made me angry watching suicide squad well also what comrade did to me that day but that's a different story uh i enlightened you shut up uh <laughs> when i watched suicide squad it just made me angry because i'm like just fucking restart before you commit the movies that are actually good to this shitty universe that you've created. Oh, I can agree. Why do we need Suicide Squad and like Shazam to exist in the same thing as Justice League or BVS? Like, it's just bringing those movies down. It is literally Mm -hmm. bringing them down because now you have it mixed into that continuity. It's like you're just painting over yeah. like it's like someone yeah. over and over. It's like someone yeah, took a like, shit on your wall and smeared it, but you're like, you know what? Let me let me get a fresh coat of paint over that real quick. Let me put a poster yeah, over that. Like, let me just tape that over that. Right took, it's not like the the Terminator movies some, where they keep going retcon, retcon, someone retcon. Someone took a BVS yeah. shit on my wall. Let me just put a the Suicide Squad poster on there real quick. Like <laughs> that's what it basically is. I'm gonna light a candle. And and the problem is. <laughs> The problem oh with that is like you have characters that are working. Peacemaker was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, he had some of my favorite yeah. lines in the movie. That's just, you, you should have known John yeah, Cena know, was going to be a ten out of ten to, from the start. I, you know, what? I really wanted like a John Cena reference to like you can't see me or something. I really did, <laughs> right? but they didn't give it. Oh, he's someone photoshopped him. Someone photoshopped him out of the peacemaker armor, so it's just the peacemaker armor moving around with no one in it. <laughs> you know, so okay, quick, um, quick, uh, fun fact about John Cena's armor. Um, that helmet was so reflective that they spent like an extra chunk of their budget trying to get like oh all my the, god like, cameras and all the side stuff oh my god that's, out, that's out amazing. Oh, that makes and, like, sense. One Which, of the more yeah. interesting shots in the movie is like they. There's like a fight between Peacemaker and uh, uh, Bloodsport. I keep wanting to say Deathstroke. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> but like, there's a uh, they're fighting each other, and instead of showing those two people fighting like directly, they show the reflection off the helmet, and it like yeah. rotates the camera around the helmet. I thought that was so cool. So yeah. cool. And just I'm 
that the dedication to that editing yeah. to get the cameras and everything dope but, absolutely uh, amazing cool. yeah. but like i was saying i think like margot robbie she she's got potential to be the best harley quinn in live action you know she's the only one we've gotten oh, yeah. but she's done a really good job like i thought she was really, i thought she movie. was great and you know say what you want i thought she was great in birds of prey and like yes I, no no she wasn't she wasn't like my issue movie, in birds of prey. She, she i thought she was yeah fine. and like now you're gonna have uh, again Bloodsport and a couple other characters. You're gonna have them mixed in with the other movies, and like you're just—I feel like you're wasting their potential at that point. I could see that. I—I I don't know. I—I'm I, gonna uh, respectfully uh, say that I did not like Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn movie, um, and also I felt like her storyline in this movie was just like shoved in there. I literally felt yeah. like Warner Brothers was just like, all right, if you do this, you have to have Harley Quinn though, because she's like, well, yeah, and this is this is part she's of the character name to put. Yeah, on the yeah, one hand, like, like yeah, her being like captured and then like being a t- like the general guy trying to woo her or whatever, uh, and then her like killing him like that. Like this movie was like over two hours long. They could have maybe cut that, and it could have been like an hour forty five, and it would have been fine. But like, yeah. At what the same the point time, it? though, it that still led to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where she just like l- literally takes a couple guns, and just like walks out of the mansion, killing like a ton of people, and there's just so many interesting camera shots. And then like the moment where she has like the twin like M4s or whatever or AKs, whatever she's got, and she's just like mowing dudes down as she's walking down the hallway, and like flowers are flying all around her and stuff. And I'm just like, is this how she sees the world? all the time yeah I like, thought that was cool because it's like she's constantly talking or at least I have this like mental image of Harley uh, talking about how like pretty killing people is from time to time or whatever like because she seems to enjoy it but like if she literally sees like killing people as like this beautiful like yeah that makes sense that she would do that all the time yeah like, I mean we get the okay same one <laughs> like uh, just really quick like in Birds of Prey she Black Mask tortures her for a second and you have that weird ass fucking like mini music video diamonds of the uh, or girl's best friend part and it's like her and him dancing in it and you're just like what is going uh, on also real quick about the music in this movie like so the first suicide squad movie just had a collection of random pop songs that like good songs but they didn't really match the scenes that they were in it, it which just, david Ayer was like this isn't what i wanted yeah it was really weird but in this movie like they didn't do an original soundtrack for this movie. They, it's still just a, a collection of random songs, but like they all fit the scenes that they were for oh, yeah. perfectly. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't is so good at doing that. Like, and oh, yeah. I think that's like his like thing at this point, like that he's going to be known for is just having a great soundtrack that like the selection of songs he chooses. Um, but you're right. As soon as that Eminem song started in Suicide Squad, the first one, I was like, "This is fucking retarded. Like, this yeah. is the stupidest thing. Why?" David Why? David Ayer, like, straight, he said he said um, there was actually a composer that did uh, a full original score that they never got to use. Oh my god, what? Yeah, no, there's a so, full there's a full original score there that they, they so, took it out. Uh, well, I don't get like this is what this is a, a thing i read and i don't know how true it is i don't know if you guys know anything about it but supposedly the reason why they didn't go with david Ayer's cut versus the cut that they had was one of the reasons i guess was um it tested the same with audiences like they showed audiences both films Weird. and that it just it just tested the exact same so the like, audience oh, that one. came out of the 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 wb cut was happy 
Well, I, I think it's more they felt the same as the other one. Yeah. So like oh, that's equally, what you mean. Oh, okay. Like, they're both meh. equally on the like, same. Yeah. Just I not assume the air cut yeah. was way better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't assume it. I'm I think just we saying, all like, want to assume anything they, would be better I, than what came out. I was more saying that they were positive about the one we've gotten. That's what I was no, asking. I, I could understand why. Like, I, I personally think the air cut would would have probably would have. But that's because I've yeah. had I've seen so many people that like creators and you know like directors and artists who have said they've seen it and it is an amazing, astonishing film. Um, similar to how like people were backing up the Snyder cut, we're saying this is this is different. Like this is way different, guys. This isn't like what you got, and it's heartbreaking. I've seen so many people vouch for that and say it that I'm like, okay, well, fuck. If you guys are saying it, then it has to be true. But then I read that report recently, and I'm like, okay, now I'm a little. It's, I'm curious. I'm just curious. Yeah, it could at this be point, just, you, know? you know, it's a whole other story, but it could be just trying to create hype. You know, like oh, people are yeah. talking about yeah. the air cut and get ready, and it's just like <laughs> the movie came out, the movie flopped. That was apparently like Warner Brothers' response to everyone saying, like, why don't you release the air cut? Because Dave Ayer just recently got really upset about it, um, and they said that they were never going to do it. Like, it's never going to come out, and the response was because audiences tested the same mm. room, mm. so, which is. It's also funny too because I like uh, unlike the Snyder Cut, like Snyder Cut, they had to go back and make a new budget and yeah. do a bunch of things. Uh, David Ayer even said like, "Oh, this it's done. My, like the cut's done. It's done. It's literally done. All you have to do is put it out. Like the worst case scenario, you just have to edit some stuff, but you don't have to add anything in at yeah. all." That's so but, weird because like if they put so much effort into the Snyder Cut and they put just put it on HBO Max, like that sounds like the perfect thing to just put on HBO Max. Just the air cut well, uh, it's something uh, the that big exists. thing about the snyder cut was that he had like the um what's the thing you backed that uh the charity thing and that was gripping so much attention and then yeah. like, the whole thing with his daughter like there was so much more incentive mm-hmm. to like listen to the fans and be sympathetic and do that versus david air he has like, a fraction of yeah. the support that snyder has easily like even i how much i did on how yeah. much, like, i had my the risk i had released the snyder cut in my twitter bio whereas i didn't do that really for the yeah that's a good haircut. point there, there's yeah. a lot more to like why the justice league had a, a shift in directors than just david ayer being like they ruined like my cut. movie yeah but, but at the same time they put it out we're all gonna fucking buy it we're all gonna watch it mm-hmm. so like why not just it's make free it money exclusive? it literally does it actually doesn't make any sense it's free free I, money I for think them it's it, just it's irrelevant at this point the the suicide squad is out now it's the better film and that's true just, this is, that is also this true. has started to become just like david lynch's dune like david lynch directed dune in whatever the 70s or early 80s and he made a four-hour film and he cut it down to three hours and then the studio cut it down to two hours and if i don't know if you guys have seen the david lynch dune i've never i've 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 actually had zero consumption of any dune content whether it's books or movies whatsoever i know it's it's a universe i've always wanted to get into i just never had time so much of it um but like he everyone's asking for still asking for david lynch director's cut because it was so dude i walked up to like get a snack like grab something out of the fridge and walk back to the living room and i was like me and Gato were watching it and i was like what happened where are we and she's like i blinked i don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> on now like it's so it's a mess it's just not wow. it's so hard but it's visually a beautiful mm-hmm. but david lynch has totally disowned that film and he won't do anything associated with it he never wants a director's cut he doesn't want anything to oh, do with wow. that and that's a big reason why he doesn't do major 
uh, like licenses licenses and shit because he's just like I got fucked so hard and it was such a disaster and it just came out horrendous like he wants nothing to do with it that's crazy um, that's now the modern you know Suicide Squad you know what's funny sense. Jason Momoa said Dennis Villeneuve has like a six hour cut for the new Dune and he says make <laughs> sure that one comes out already and it's like the the regular one's not even out yet and it's like dude this is a six hour Fuck yeah, I'm down for that, dude. I am so down for that. Oh it's oh. probably Oscar Isaac just they're like, oh, I'm just I'm, just, I'm the king. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he is, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I need water. I need water. <laughs> hey, Thanos, come here. <laughs> um, but no, um, I mean this new Suits Guide Squad, my literally my only complaint was like I didn't care for the Hardy Quinn thing, but I've never I haven't I I like how Margot looks visually and she has her moments and I'm was, like, Oh, it's a great Harley Quinn moment, but she, I just I don't really care personally. Was it more so the portion before she breaks out of the interrogation? Yes. yes. Like that whole like weird love thing yes. with the, the uh, general everything leading up she should have been there in the beginning and then they should have not shown her until she like escaped. Is literally and, escaping. Yeah. Like I would have been great with that. That actually, actually would have been hilarious if like because like we saw that in the trailer a, a while ago where like team b is trying to uh, mount a rescue for her and she just like shows up and that was hilarious but like having seen how she got out and then she just like saw them run around the corner and she's like wait was that rick like yeah it was a little less funny and it i they could have like again this movie is like over two hours long if they were if they wanted to cut down for time they could have cut that entire sequence and just have her show up and be like oh hey guys yeah, that probably would have been 10 minutes less. Yeah. Because I think... Or sorry, go. I would say it would have been just like cool to be like watching the movie like, dude, what what happened to Harley? Like, what the fuck? She's just... She's gone. She like just disappeared. And then she comes back out of nowhere. I would have been cooler with that than just like all this other random crap. I think what would have... Like, I guess the way you would have done it would be... Because, you know, it goes to that whole weird love montage. And at first, mm. you're like, did that actually happen? And it's like, oh, yeah, that was the entire day. And it's like, so it did actually happen. And you're like, what the fuck? But instead of doing that, it's just, you know, either way, Team B hears about her being captured. So they went to go get her either way, right? Yeah. So it just goes like they find out about it. Then you just pan to her being interrogated and they're doing their shit when she breaks out. Oh, yeah. And still, instead yes. of just doing all that stuff, it ends up also she also kills the El Presidente dude she is having a relationship with for like that two seconds in that process. So it still results in the same exact film. Nothing has changed. It's just slightly shortened. Otherwise, you miss a thing where parakeets are there and they're lit on fire. Like that. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, dude. Uh, 100%. That would have been cool. I think. And that's like such a minuscule thing to be upset about like oh i didn't care for this scene you know what i mean like yeah that's how cool this movie was plus yeah. i mean you know I, I i i have to say it like and i know like it's hard to choose who's like a favorite character i think polka dot man won a lot of people over rat catcher too those are my two favorites I, honestly. yeah i could give a <laughs> fuck because i oh, love starro i love starro i've Dude, always yeah. been a starro fan like, like i don't know much about starro but like the the version that they showed in this movie was super cool, so cool. Like it was basically Starro, it was yeah. yeah. Well, I, the comics just, that you can get, which is can we cool. or sorry, go. I just really the, liked like how Starro, like the main body, couldn't speak, but it spoke through its hosts. Yes. And like when like a hundred people are screaming, like this city is mine, like it's cool. Yeah, he's only on screen 
in one other thing, and that is Batman Beyond, where he joins the Justice League. Yes. And they it's taken over by Starro, so he has to fight like Superman and uh, Aqualass and all of them. Uh, that yeah, that's yeah. the only other time they've ever shown Starro. I think interesting. Also in Batman Arkham City in the Batwoman DLC. That's just a super. That's so that's just, it's, that's it's like, like the most. Obscure, I don't even remember actually. that. I, I like you know, DLC. Yeah, you, you go into thing and then you see Starro. Oh yeah, he's like in a jar. That's Dude, you know um, I played that game. Easter eggs in that game. I'm pretty oh, sure shit. I played that DLC. I probably saw that thing. It was just like, what is this? Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fucking Riddler trophy. But yeah, no, um, they, they did a great job because that's how Starro is. I'm yeah, pretty it's sure. Yeah, as straightforward um, as you can get with Starro. The only time I think he talks on his own isn't even Starro, it's Jaro, which, you know, you guys, if you guys read Scott Snyder's <laughs> Justice League stuff and Dark Knight's so Death Metal, you know, you gotta love Jaro. You can't not yes. love Jaro. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Grant Morrison did this bitch in Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, Starro, um, story, and it had, uh, uh, God damn it, Sandman, uh, dreaming, dream, um, and it was like this really cool epic, and the thing is, wait, it was Sandman, wait, uh, the, the Neil Gaiman Sandman with, with Justice League, um, and they were off to like oh, fights neat. off Star. Interesting. Not JSA. Yeah. Not JSA. Not J- no, uh, okay. Justice League. Yeah, I'll okay. pull, I'll show you the issue. I'll pull it out, I'll, or I'll find the volume. Um, dude, this one. It's and the thing about that is that it's it, it does get kind of nostalgic for me too, um, because I remember a Wizard magazine I had, and it had the cover of one of those issues, and it has like a giant Starro, but he's like green, and it's covering the the Earth. And so it's just one giant star on top of Earth, and then you see like a, like Superman or someone flying to it. But I was so young at the time, I was like, "What kind of Kiss comic is this?" Because like <laughs> Peter, uh, Paul Stanley, like uh, Star Eye, and so I think that's like a correlation to why. But other than that, Star was so dope. That Batman Beyond thing is so great. I feel like he's in something else. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, he he, he hasn't gotten any attention, and I never thought I'd ever see Starro on the big screen it just like made my heart just like <sighs> they also do a great job with like the transition where you're getting the main antagonist is really like this government that's in charge in their military and the second in command general that takes over he becomes like presidente once the main president's dead you know like they're trying to stop the suicide squad and then you get that whole thing where star breaks out and you see the squad literally running out they give two shits about the soldiers yeah. and literally you're in the middle of all of them just standing there and then they're like oh fuck it's a giant starfish <laughs> and it just like immediately they go military is no longer part of the equation of the film they're just now just uh the zombies of star like they're just as minions after that which was just fun just seeing like how it becomes a bigger fish situation incredibly mm-hmm. fast. And I mean, the the cool thing is, is that like Star was the first villain that Justice yeah, League fought. Literally in the bold number 28 Star was on the cover and that's like their first villain. So like what a cool callback and what a good, I, I wish they kind of would have recreated that cover scene just as for like, like a laugh or something. Mm. But um, I mean, it, it's, it's like the base. It's going back to the beginning, you know, back to center. The type of shit that Carrie Andrews was saying in the Policy City Comics uh, interview that we had a few weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it's Ratcatcher 2 again. I mean, James Gunn has now made us like love a tree, a rat, a starfish, and a, a rabbit. Shark. A rabbit. 
yeah, Rabbit, you know? And uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, Rabbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As Thorn oh, calls him. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Precious Rabbit. What? what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. If, yeah. Um, dude, it's crazy. Like, he's brilliant in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, having that little... Like, dude, the rat didn't do anything. But we just, like, all love the rat. Like, how can you not love that rat? Yeah, even she and, said like, it. She's singing that to Bloodsworth the whole time. Like, look at him. He's just so dude, nice. Dude, I love that scene when he, she, like, calls a bunch of rats to, like, attack uh, King Shark. And, and oh, like, my gosh. Uh, oh, I keep forgetting. Bloodsport? Well, Bl- Bloodsport's name. Oh. Dubois or something like that? Yeah, it's, like, Dubois, uh, yeah. And he's like, okay, cool with the rats, okay? I have a thing with rats. And she's like, you have a thing with rats and you're on a team with me? And he like, goes back to Amanda Waller and she's like, why didn't you say you had a problem with rats? He's like, I'm an assassin. Why would I tell you my liabilities? <laughs> yeah, my vulnerabilities, yeah. yes. Dude, Again, like, such oh a James Gunn. Like, I mean, like when they, the fucking TDK, they're like, who made this team? They're yeah. like, we didn't really check when we put them together, we just kind of did it. So yeah, that whole was... thing. Also, his full name is Robert Dubois. Yeah, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I've never seen. Uh, I never expected to see a superhero movie where Idris Elba is talking to his teenage daughter and they're both saying "fuck" to each other back and forth. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, this is a yo, this is a DC movie, Dude, bro. I thought for sure that they were gonna be like speaking in code or something, so Amanda Waller didn't like catch on or anything he's like no they actually hate each other they, they, yeah. they really he, he's like, like why do you even want to have anything to do with me so i guess to touch on one other subplot in the movie was like there was a resistance group but yeah oh my god no but okay so that was like literally <laughs> oh my favorite that, scene yeah in the movie that's gonna be a lot of people where, that shit we're like Bloodsport and peacemaker, peacemaker are like competing with each other to like quietly kill as many people as they can as they just like literally walk through this base and the style of doing it like it's not even just killing it they're like how they kill them and like dude my favorite kill in that was when uh peacemaker shoots a guy over his shoulder and the guy's like you know hurt but he's like fine for a second and bloodsworth's like doesn't count non-lethal like hold on it's an exploding compression round and the guy like explodes (laughs) but like you just expect like a head explosion too that burst Was insane. Well, like his whole torso exploded, and then like the even funnier than that though is like Bloodsport uh, comes back and he's like, no one likes to show off. Like, yeah, unless uh, what they're showing off is dope as fuck. Yeah, true. He said it was so funny, and then Idris Elba like turns around, he's like, shit, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so dude. Good. Even like the the toaster in the back. Yeah, when they are like, those fans, oh, yeah. the fans, they like shoot it and it knocks it over. Is- and then like the, the dude like we're getting up with his dick out he's like oh yeah and, like, the, the cherry on top is like they they're they're there to supposedly save rick flag from these soldiers that uh, yeah him, and and, or captured him and then like they find him in in like a tent with the leader just like drinking tea and like laughing and they're like uh hey rick what what's going on here it's like oh this is the leader of the resistance she saved my life and i was like <laughs> Oh no, they were killing good guys the whole yeah, time. Yeah, we didn't see anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah wait, there was no one out there. It's like they didn't know like, I turned them into my mother in my head and killed them. <laughs> yes. Dude, Polka Dot Man, I. Have you read anything? With I haven't read anything. Isn't he a Batman villain? Huh? Is he a Batman a ba- villain? Yeah, he's I don't... a Batman villain. Yeah. yeah. 
That's Silver Age stuff. I, yeah. I he's like a random D tier like here uh, villain. From he's what I yeah. He's in the tier of Condiment King and of course Kite Man, who is now bigger than hell. He's, he's hell yeah, Kite Man. Yeah. So, you know, Kite like, Man. Um, no, I only recall him like briefly in the Brave and the Bold because they make callbacks to some of those older characters. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've ever read anything with polka dot men in it just like been aware of his that's like seeing the zebra costume on batman you just oh my god i haven't seen which brandon and i have the actual figures of zebra batman i just want to say oh you got that you got that too yeah yeah yeah. oh shit yeah i mean it's just so impressive that james gunn was able to make a a dude who throws polka dots cool yes dude like he did stuff that like current comics can't pull off right now you know what i mean like uh i have no reason to buy a king shark comic right now like if you don't um there's a new mini series out on king shark of course you know because the movie's out but like i've never cared about that character really uh and even in the harley quinn like cartoon like that's like the first well actually king shark has been strangely popular now that i think about it like he's in a lot of crap for no reason that shows the only reason why like king shark (laughs) in this in this movie is one of my few down points i get or what i one of the few things that I didn't like so much was just like because the King Shark in the Harley Quinn cartoon is so funny and so I, yes. I really like him and Hilarious. this one is just like kind of dumb. I didn't get it. Yeah, it. I don't know. I think they were kind of writing off the coattails. No wait, because yeah, he's really smart in the Harley Quinn show. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the Flash where he's in it either, um, and he's made another appearance in something how was he in the flash have you guys seen him in that uh who king shark oh king he's like a tragic character who at first is like a villain to flash and then the dude's like i can't it's a guy that literally transforms into a shark like it's a science experiment oh weird gone wrong yeah uh and he actually there's like a king shark versus grod fight yeah uh and grod's like the evil one so then it's like king shark is now a good guy but then he becomes i think they cure him but like he's supposed to be done because the amount of i guess cgi to make that character in a cw show you know that's a lot for probably them. expensive um and i i can't say if he's in there after because i stopped watching the show so you know it's, uh, i gave up yeah. on that show a while ago yeah, yeah. well i don't know I, I guess it was just like maybe a much more unique take i guess on him i don't know too i haven't read too much with king shark i've read like the green lantern issue where king shark jeff johns wrote like over 10 like 20 years ago um but that's probably the closest i've come to him um I don't know. I dug uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He was, he was the, still. He like, was the group of the group. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the group. Like it was. It was. It was the Guardians formula, hundred percent to the T. True. But just in DC, you know what I mean? And it it just happened to work, and it just happened to flow right, and that's probably what DC asked for. Um, well, I mean, I don't know what he chose to do Suicide Squad, so he was a fan of it apparently. But I mean, maybe that's just what's uh, easy for James Gunn. The to thing do. that's confusing. And I could be wrong. I thought Marvel had this like contract where you can't work for rival like projects. Oh, they fired well, him, I mean, though. they fired him, and then they, they no, no. I'm talking about him. Sylvester and Stallone. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Well, he's a minor character. Yeah. Oh, okay. When it comes to the acting, because yeah. you see them. I mean, Taika Waititi is literally yeah, like yeah, yeah, he's in it. Corey. Yeah. Maybe, Sean Gunn. Maybe it's just like the main cast. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. something like that. Yeah. Um. Wait until we see yeah. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. in a DC movie. It's only a matter of time now that they're, yeah. now that they're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I, I guess it does 
it's more of the main Avengers group, the main cat, like Samuel Jackson, I'm sure couldn't pop up in a DC appearance. Um, Bataka, dude. So I loved him as Ratcatcher's dad. Um, I thought that was a super great thing. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's funny because he was supposed to, James Gunn approached him to be like, hey man, I have a Suicide Squad. Like, I, I want you to be this character and he was going to be Ratcatcher. Um, but uh, he was, Taco was working on a, the Kira live action movie at the time. Mm. And he had to be like, dude, I'm working on this right now. I can't. Um, but, you know, stuff's going to happen, but I'll let you know. It's maybe we can work something out. And he got really involved with it. And then Warner Brothers put Akira live action on the back burner. And then Taco was like, hey, do you still have that role ready? <laughs> <laughs> and James Gunn was like, no, but I can still do something. And he just like, he already moved over to Ratcatcher 2. So he just like fit into that. Spot. How do you that's feel cool. about heroin? Yeah. Like that's what he told Taco. Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Because Ratcatcher won at yeah, the, he, the, the, yeah. yeah. He was addicted. That was so yeah. sad. Like, Ratcatcher Rad 2 talking about like how her father like the way she phrased it is like his burdens became too great for him to bear anymore like yeah yeah that's a nice way to put it I guess yeah it was without getting too into it yeah so poetic and her whole thing was they made us love Ratcatcher 2 mm-hmm. you know what I mean they like, really oh. did like you, you would never have thought oh yeah my favorite characters are Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher 2 like James Gunn yeah, he did it again yeah. where he made people care about a bunch of characters because the only one in this besides like Harley Quinn and King Shark are probably the best known characters on that team. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got sure. chills when Ratcatcher or Starro was saying like the city is mine again and Ratcatcher is like this city isn't yours, it's not ours, it's theirs and like I literally got chills when she summoned like a swarm of rats and just like ate Starro from the inside out. Oh, and can we take a moment to recognize Corto Maltese uh, from Frank Miller's Dark Knight and how that's like, that was also in the 89 Batman because that's where Vicky Vale took photos of the deceased like people and whatnot and mm. the Joker was slipping through her mm. photo book. And now we're seeing Corto Maltese again. In that's Suicide where Superman Squad. gets nuked, right? That's where Superman gets fucking nuked. Oh, yeah. that's where I know the name from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff, like just shoved in there. Um, great placement and oh a peacemaker uh john cena did amazing but also the his show it's going to be both before and after suicide squad mm, Interesting. So, okay. which if you you know i mean full spoilers here you know you're like oh shit he's dead and it's like no he's not yeah so yeah. post credit scene was Dude. like he was in the hospital and they're like with time he'll make a full recovery <laughs> man I, it's so i felt so dumb i uh, I thought that was Rick Flag at first. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I, I was like getting where up. they were going too. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. in comics, I, nobody ever dies forever. That's mm. why I was just I was thinking this was Except the end of Uncle Peacemaker. Ben. Yeah, I thought this was the end of Peacemaker, and like the show was going to be before and leading up to this. I was like, yeah. Oh, cool. But I I didn't even realize that was him till the next day when I was talking to a coworker. Um, but that's I'm hyped about that because I've never really been exposed to Peacemaker except for Multiversity number five. By Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, with which is one of the dopest issues because that intro scene is like Peacemaker's assassinating someone, but it's like in reverse or something, and it is just the coolest sequence, like fucking ever, man. And it's like mm. a Watchmen. It's basically Watchmen if they would have if Alan Moore got to do Watchmen how he wanted to. There was the question. There was Peacemaker. There was oh, a, yeah, that's right. Uh, Doctor Manhattan was like uh, the Atom and like. Dude, all sorts of stuff. And it was very, like, meta. And it's one of my favorite comic book issues ever. Um, definitely. If you want to just read a dope Peacemaker story, go check that out. And if you have Peacemaker recommendations, let me know. Because 
Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Nobody knew of the character until like last week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like he was he's like so I remember doing a bunch of research when I got that Morrison issue and I like learned all about him and I was like, I guess they're just no nobody had a good storyline for him, but it's cool seeing him come back in such a big way. And one character I wanted to specify, Polka Dot Man, um, more so the actor. So David Desmalchian, he's a very, very big DC yes. actor. Like he, if yeah. you guys don't know, one of his first roles was the Dark Knight. He was that Joker soldier that uh, I believe Harvey Dent interrogated yeah. with the mm-hmm. he did the coin flip on him. Yeah. And I was looking up, and I'm like, I remember he was also in Gotham. I remember him being in Gotham. I just couldn't remember what it was from. And he was, he was the, uh, he was like the big Jerome follower who was like that first Joker guy. He was the one that tried to bring him back. And then I think Jerome kills him or something, Mm -hmm. but his name was like Dwight Pollard. Brandon, you're going to love this. I mean, you know who him, uh, he's in both Ant-Man movies as Kurt. Baba Yaga. Like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that. And then I looked further. So he's actually also in long Halloween. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. As Calendar Man and Penguin. Oh, and Penguin? Oh, that's And cool. Penguin. And that. he's also Abracadabra in The Flash, which I've totally forgot that as well. Because I don't I don't remember if I even saw that episode. Oh yeah, no, it was Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 Abracadabra, nice. who's like a Titans mm-hmm. villain usually. But yeah, so he's all over the place and they took they went really on because alright, it's one thing to do the like the the flowers when Harley Quinn's shooting and stuff like that. And just because we were already somewhat used to her inner workings from like Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. but for Polka Dot Man, they go above and beyond. Where it's like, hey, what's his perspective like? And it's like, you you see everyone as your mother. It's like, yeah, is she here right now? And he yeah. looks, and it's every single person, yes, was, including and, King Shark, and they were all they were all wearing like. The, those characters clothes but it was just like yeah. the face was the mom and it was like this interesting like effect and like later mm-hmm. on when they're like having fun in that club like waiting for the thinker to show up like the i love that he's dancing with like a bunch of girls and then the camera does like a 360 spin or whatever like it spins around him and that all the girls turn into his mom yeah. yes and then yeah. like well, at the very end Starro. like i love it's so bizarre oh but i love when he's fighting bizarre not bizarre Starro. And he's like, uh, Bloodsport's like, hey, look, it's your mom. Yeah, it and it turns into like a giant kaiju, yeah. mo- like white woman. And he shoots and he her leg like, and she's like, her ah! leg off. Yeah, that was so funny and weird. It was, it was so sad. It's probably the, the most tragic death because um, it's like somewhat hilarious. But when you really think deep into it, I think when he did that, that was like his breaking out of the kind of inner like insane prison he was in for himself where his mom put him there and by doing that he was like i'm a superhero now and he was breaking out so he actually would have been potentially like more normal and not like that inner homicidal feeling of everyone's my mom yeah and immediately just gets killed and you're just like no (laughs) of all the people he could have kept alive that was the one poor polka dot man poor polka dot man yeah that was like one of the ones it happens so fast he coming yeah, it was just uh, I didn't I didn't think he was gonna die. You know, he's one of those. But th- that was the cool thing about that's that's a good thing about this movie too. That members actually fucking died. And yeah. the David Ayer one, you had what one guy died? Two. Rip, Two? Uh, was it Ripcord or 
No. Just the, just the helicopter pilots. No one actually in the helicopters, though. The dude with the, yeah. the thing that he uh, uses the thing and, and he dies in the beginning. Oh, yeah, Slipknot. Slipknot. The man's yeah. 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 But like and Slipknot else? and Diablo. Oh, uh, yeah. Are the only two that die. Yeah. But, that's, but he didn't even die. Like, that's fucking. Diablo like blows uh, up. Yeah, that was, was so was weird. Like, he just like burned his power out. That's it. Like, and that was the cool part is that you know you so many characters died in this film. Like, no matter if they were on screen for five minutes, for ten minutes, like we saw DC characters, and that's what we wanted was more DC variety. But you got to see him on screen in costume and Suicide Squad. Like, just fucking kill him. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so dope how they did actually keep up with that and keep that flow yeah james gunn was very clever with it by who he picked because it's like mm-hmm. it's a lot of no names it's a lot of people that no one will be like are you going to use this person in any other movies coming up even if you enrich this like dc universe of movies and it's like probably not yeah so but it then, worked out there was one though he killed off say. boomer uh, captain boomerang though yeah. like that was the big that's that. the big Dude, one i that's... was shocked by that so fast, so, and then later on rick flag and I was like, yeah. when he got stabbed in the chest, I was like, oh, well, maybe he'll be okay. And then, like, Peacemaker slams the, like, piece of and porcelain one heart. more time. And it literally go- shows it piercing his heart. And he's like, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. That Dude, was that sad. Shot, that was actually sad. Yeah. That's such a cool, like, ang- like and it's all CGI. And whatnot, yeah. But it was such a cool thing to, like, put in the movie. I don't think I've ever seen something where they do something like that. And just that pierced moment. It was so sick, but I didn't think Rick Flag was gonna die. Yeah, that was yeah, like a Harley saw, Quinn thing. Nobody saw that like, coming. Um, but I mean, Rick Flag was finally a badass dude. I love yeah. him. This entire compared to Rick Flag Mustache Man, like dude, <laughs> Mustache. I know man. you missed was... that. You missed the turkey leg though. God, that the turkey leg. Oh, when he's I'm eating still uh, so the man. turkey leg with Enchantress. <laughs> when he's just so grubbing weird, on man. it. And they... <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're so worried. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows Rick Flag has a bad taste of girls because he was kind of like giving Harley the eye, like what up? Uh, yeah. After Enchantress, like yeah, come on, dude, separate yourself from that. I thought um, they were still going out. <laughs> no, maybe. Oh, yeah, where's June Moon um, now? I think yeah. maybe she got like helped. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, she, they can always use her again because Enchantress is actually a really big character yeah. as well. But yeah, like Boomerang, I think it felt weird because even though he was one of the least liked characters in suicide squad just in terms of the way they did them the fucking pink unicorn shit didn't make any yeah, sense it's so weird and uh you get into this one and just the first interactions you have whether it was it was him and savant where he's like doing the yeah. kissing faces to savant or when harley he sees harley and it's like harley love you're back uh, hey, house, why why are you back in yeah. prison it's like like they've been hanging out for a while yeah, and mm-hmm. you just you feel like already you you're enjoying him, like much faster. It might have been because the previous film you didn't like him that much that in this one like it felt already twenty times better. And then you see the one thing he does with the boomerangs, and it's really cool until Mongel you know fucks shit up yeah, with the helicopter. Like, I'll get and the, the bird. Dude gets, he gets like impaled and then explodes after being impaled. Uh, yeah, like when he got hit with all the tree shrapnel, I was like, "Oh God, that looks awful." But you know, maybe it's not that deep. Maybe he'll be okay. And then the helicopter blades just like chop him into bits. I was like, "Oh no, he's definitely gone." Yeah, and he's smiling too. Like at the end there, yeah. by it, and that was just like, "Fuck!" Because one, that's actually a, a very useful, or at least I would say repeated use 
uh, Suicide Squad character that they could have gotten a lot out of. Yeah, he's Two, a huge uh, Flash he, villain, generally. Exactly. He could have been useful mm-hmm. in, because Flash, uh, you know, maybe That's how they many people might not know Suicide it. Suicide Squad the first time. Yeah, because for those that might not know, like Flash is probably the second biggest rogues gallery in the DC world. Like that's one of the main ones as well as Captain Boomerang. Um, yeah. Also, for those that don't know, killed Tim Drake's father and also died in the process. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool a big stuff. thing there. Uh, Identity crisis. Yup. But yeah, they do all of that. And then um, one thing I do want to point out too, uh, James Gunn said his favorite thing he's ever filmed now is the harley quinn scene and i'm not talking about the whole love stuff i'm talking about the minute when she breaks out of the interrogation with the full from the feet which that was actually guys for those that don't know that was all margot robbie she can do all that shit with her feet okay so i also really like that scene because so one of the things that the cartoon lays on really thick is that she is an amazing acrobat Mm -hmm. and like she has basically seemingly perfect control over her body Mm-hmm. And they do a really good job of showing that off in this movie because she not only like you know strangles the guard with her legs, but like did the body the upper body strength required to just like lift him off the ground too was like I was mm-hmm. I literally when she did that I was like oh holy shit <laughs> she's actually yeah. wicked strong uh, well, and then like she snaps his neck and like literally uses her feet to get the key and like put the key in the like her man uh, her like handcuffs or whatever uh i was gonna say like manacles or whatever and uh and then turn the key like it's nothing i know right like i thought you that know, was really cool i had like people asking like i didn't know harley quinn had like superpowers and whatnot like because of all this and blah 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 and i'm just like that's where i get upset about like harley quinn in this universe because they just kind of tossed her in like oh everyone knows who harley quinn is they gave everyone origin stories and everyone backstories but harley's just like oh she used to get beat up by the joker and that's it like like, every little montage in suicide squad yeah like like the suicide squad montage in the beginning where he's like this is gonna hurt really bad yeah like that was it like and it's just like her coming everyone else i guess you know because we've read comics we've seen you know different shows we know like oh of course she can do stuff like this because of her like background and blah 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 and all this stuff but everyone else is just like oh harley quinn has superpowers that's cool and that's tripped <laughs> me out because so many people have said it yeah and i'm like nobody it's because they just didn't define it in some of these movies at all like and it's just kind of just left for assumption i guess that's another complaint but it's still part of my harley quinn complaint gotcha uh peacemaker guys John Cena. Well, besides the fact that we kind of get to see John Cena's dick hanging out of his whitey tighties, like that thing was like, man, you're just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he just was so much fun, and I think John Cena loves that character so much. If you guys don't know, every single interview, even just on a regular day, the man actually took the peacemaker outfit and just wears it, like he took the, the suit the, from the set. Yeah, yeah, at the at, like there was a interview on like I think the Jimmy Kimmel show or something, and it's like Margot Robbie, James Gunn, and him come out, and he's still wearing the Peacemaker suit, and James Gunn's like he actually took it and he, he won't give it back, <laughs> uh, and you see him on the red carpet or whatever, you know, like at the premiere, man's still wearing it. No one else is wearing their, you know, they're all in like suits and dresses, but the dude's just still 
dressed up as Peacemaker. It's because he's a wrestler and he's used to looking goofy. He lo- yeah, That's he true. loves it. He loves it. It's great. It, um, it's fantastic. Just, dude, they had oh, me from the first scene he was in where like Waller is introducing him with like literally the exact same origin story as as she introduced uh, Bloodsport with, and Bloodsport's just yeah. like, "Are you having a laugh?" That that's literally what you said about me. Yeah. We, <laughs> same, was, like he does the same thing that I do. What, why is he on the team? Yeah, because I'm better. And he's like, "Yeah, I do everything you do, but better." Like I'm an expert marksman. I always hit my shots dead center. How do you do better than that? I use smaller bullets and that don't even hit the size of your bullet holes. It's like, dude, and that just paid off so well at the end. Uh, like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, shots. that was great, dude. Amanda Waller in this. I loved Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad. That was the one thing they nailed in the David Ayer. Well, she's one. just like, a any stone cut. cold bitch. Yes, like I love Amanda Waller, and I love how like heartless and how evil, yeah, and like, she has so much on her an plate. Amazing Amanda Waller, perfect, she does so good, perfect. I just I couldn't I couldn't imagine anyone else as her, and in this movie it just really came out, and I loved it. I loved everything, and then I love her staff. Her staff was a perfect yeah. contrast <laughs> to her. They're all like, place your bets. Yeah, they're like betting and, on who's gonna live and die, dude. And that was a brilliant scene. Like, of course, yeah. like if they're seeing this going down, they know what's at stake. Of course, they're gonna be betting in the office. That was dope. Uh, such great storytelling there, and like even smacking Amanda across the head when with, she's the golf, with her own golf club. I love that. They, yeah, they cover that she is like a great strategist, and she mm-hmm. has like backup plans on backup plans. So like, yep. it you find out later like the whole reason why uh because bloodsport points out immediately like you said everyone on this team is on this team for a specific reason uh, peacemaker does the exact same thing i do so what what's the point the point is he is absolutely dedicated to keeping the peace supposedly so amanda put him on that team to make sure that he didn't uh, let the anyone on the team with a conscience let the american secrets get out because it yeah. would look bad for Brilliant. america so it's like Brilliant. oh shit that's why she put him on this team and like she had a whole backup plan like in case anyone thought like oh we got to tell people what the americans did and now then peacemaker is just like that was nope <laughs> yep such a good yeah. twist there too and then like uh e- even having uh blood sport on there like she's like you can yeah you two are very similar he has that uh as an extra job and you are the leader yeah You're, you can lead and also you know, it's interesting because, you know, it feels very much like Bloodsport replaces Deadshot in a way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you, you have that big feeling, especially because he takes front Except and center. his suit's better. His suit is 20. Yeah, he's Dude, that, that uh, like, half skull helmet is so cool. And it's just, like, the the idea that he's just covered in guns and gun parts that can, like, combine mm-hmm. and just fold into nothing. Like, I just so thought that was cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. I, and, I think my only complaint about Bloodsport was, like, his origin... And his whole motivation was the same thing as Deadshot's. Exactly. Like, That's the, yeah. It felt like a very big replacement yeah. just in terms of everything. But like, oh, the name's different, but he still has a daughter. Um, mm. And it's just kind of back to square one, if not even worse, because it's like Deadshot does his stuff for his daughter. This one is just like, just stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, I will say that. That is cool. Like he did have much more of that villainous. He didn't give a fuck. And I, I love that backstory to him. It was it was well executed for sure. Um, and then seeing the, the daughter see her dad like on screen and just admiring him. Like what? That was great. You know, minor character, but you, that was a big moment. Like that was a heartfelt moment and you felt it. Uh, uh, just placement. 
I think it, it, it shows how much she's able to do with such like very small things and make a big deal out of them. Yeah. Yes. At the same time. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, King Shard does feel, you know, he's the new Groot, practically. I uh, thought it was really weird that they used him like the Hulk. They even had that, that moment where uh, Bloodsport is having his Captain America giving everyone their, like, objectives moment. And he goes to King Shark. He's like, King Shark, that thing? Num num. Like, num num. And I was like, <laughs> that was literally just Cap saying Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Literally. Mm-hmm. But I like Num Num better than Hulk Smash. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I do I enjoy I Num Num. So as so I already mentioned that just I didn't like King Shark that much just because I like the version in the Harley Quinn show a lot better. And like it's just weird to me that in all other iterations he seems to be like at least a decently intelligent character. And I just I thought this version was weird. But I did like the scene when like the like their first night on Court of Maltese, he like tries to eat Radcatcher immediately and they they have that scene where like they they get him to back down and she's talking to him but like well you wouldn't eat your friends would you he's like i know have friends and it's just mm-hmm. like it's kind of sad and yeah she talks to him and she's like well we could be your friends and like so there he did have moments that i enjoyed for sure yeah and oh yeah they, they even call him by his actual name and yeah. not actually king Nanawe. shark which yeah no no yeah so it's and like, I love that. I thought that was too interesting. Like, cause I, I didn't know that about him either. Yeah. Um, other than that, really, like, you know, they did a great job with everything. Um, we talked about the small portion we would potentially change and that we didn't like, uh, or more so like Brandon didn't like. Uh, but Brandon, you've been quiet. Do you have any other any other things to say for it? Anything else? be honest i don't have too much that you guys already had said really i was just gonna say like the movie is one of those strange situations where it's how do i explain this basically it's kind of like when a naughty dog releases a game i don't get hyped because i know what to expect i'm kind of like oh Mm. i'm gonna play this i'm gonna enjoy it because it's gonna be really good because i know it is and that's what i knew Mm, suicide squad i knew i was gonna enjoy it i knew it was gonna be funny i knew it was gonna be violent and that's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just more of like, I was like, okay, like that wasn't the greatest superhero movie ever, but fuck it, I'll you know it was still enjoyable and really awesome. So sure, <clears throat> I told you my biggest problem is having it join the DCU. Like that forever yeah. will hold it back. Yeah, it, it it you start off with a bad taste in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's sense, just like, you know what I mean? and it's the same Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Yeah. like the you know yeah. the first and one flag so yeah yep. so it's like if it was one of those situations where like it's just the multiverse and this is just a whole new world i would have been fine with that but it has this lingering presence of that continuity following it around because you really don't know the der- oh, i guess you know and this is kind of to like restate what i said before like it feels like dc's going in a new direction yeah but you like what Comet was saying, don't, you, don't you, know, don't know. No, you don't know. No, you don't know what type of direction you're going in. They don't know. This could be, yeah, yeah they, exactly. Like, you know, exactly. We, we, we we're gonna guess. You know, I feel like Black Adam m- might be in the same universe as this Batman coming out. With and I'm Justice already over Society. that film. <laughs> but like I, I mean, it, but if it's gonna be mixed with Shazam, it's just it's just a clusterfuck, and that's the annoying part. I mean, if they were gonna really just like start new, they shouldn't have put any of these movies out 
until after the flash like kind of resets this like dc universe yeah you know? like we've had um, that in i guess those rumors for a long time that the flashpoint movie is yeah. supposed to be or might be their attempt to just reset everything because yeah they done fucked up but we don't know that for sure I guess yep. and we, right. we have no idea. Yeah, they, they haven't even said exactly yeah, it, what we're going to get from their, their whole your point, like, schedule. It's just all fucked up. Yeah. And to your point, like why, if you're going to use the flashpoint movie to reset everything, why not put all your like effort into getting that done yes. instead yes. of releasing all these other movies in the meantime, yeah. they're just going to be yeah. nothing. And then after that. look at yeah. this too. They're thinking of moving forward with James Gunn with more movies. They're going to make a sequel obviously mm -hmm. or something. And they're doing the Peacemaker TV show that is post this. How do you explain all that when Flashpoint is like supposed to happen still? Like yeah, theoretically, yeah. you can have episode five of Peacemaker come out and then Flashpoint happens in theaters. So what then? You just ignore it and you know, like, or you try to like, is that is or is that just gonna be like the point, like the you know the like the crossroad, you know, that we're like, okay, well this universe is still kind of going. But It'll have that new universe. You know what I mean? Like the stream, the timeline thing. It'll have that comic book asterisk where it says, this takes place before this thing, yeah. you know? Like in those usual, <laughs> yeah, like this, this fucking... That, that's when it becomes a mess. And it's like... Yep. Yeah. And they don't know it's what just they like, want. stop trying to like add more to the deck and reshuffle it. Just like, just cut the deck. Get a new deck. Just start over. Like, I want something you said, cut the dick. I was like, wait, what? Um, I was like, I don't just, know about that. Yeah, just start over. It's just but, like... You yeah, could have it's... easily just like redconned everything and just said... The Suicide Squad. Fuck it. First movie in this, you know, like it's a crazy title, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but and that's yeah, it's I think so that's confusing that the last one is Suicide Squad and this is the Suicide Squad. Definitely so, matters because you could have the Suicide Squad too then. Yeah. And then it, you feel like it's then kind of bearing the previous now completely. Oh, that's why it's force S. I mean I mentioned it way back in the beginning of this podcast that like it's so weird to me that this is not a reboot. It's not a sequel necessarily, but it like it is kind of a continuation of the same world that the last movie took place in. And but like also ignoring a lot of the things that did happen seemingly it's, it's just a really bizarre thing. So yeah, it's like they're trying to ignore as many of the things that they uh, can that people don't like about this DCEU, but still try to keep it in the DCEU. So, yeah, makes that's weird. Sense. Yeah. And if you guys want to know more about uh, what we talk about for James Gunn potentially coming back to do more stuff, James and I actually do talk about it in the newest episode of Super yeah. Side Talk, episode 111, uh, where I will uh, pitch Secret Six and Red Hood and the Outlaws. But that's there a. Go. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other thing. And I think that's really everything we have, guys. Do we have any any other last remarks for the movie? Nah, I think I'm all tapped out for now. Yeah. I'll watch it again. Yeah, definitely rewatchable. It's definitely rewatchable and by far sooner than any other DC movie. Oh yeah. I already want to re I wanna besides just probably watching it a few more times on HBO Max, which I haven't done yet, I saw it in theaters. I'm almost actually down to go watch it in theaters again. Mm -hmm. I pay money again to watch it. Like I'm down. I liked it that much. Yeah exactly yeah but oh, also real fast uh when star the like the stars were coming out of a star was like armpit um, yes and going onto the faces not all of that was cgi there was actually like starro props that they were putting oh, on their neat. face oh that's great whatnot. 
Yeah, how fun. Hope they got cool. to take those I, home. I want one. I got yeah, right? one too bad. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> fantastic. How, they probably have like a strap that just attaches in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Has to. Cool stuff though. Um, and I'll show you guys that Justice League. And Come. now I wonder how much of the Thinker's laboratory was practical effects because there was like a bunch of gnarly like courses oh, there. Fuck, real fast, the Thinker. Oh, Peter Capaldi. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. You Peter guys are you, a couple he, of you are Doctor Who fans. Yes, dude. It looked like he had a bunch of sonic screwdrivers in his head. Oh, yeah. Like, huh. it was dude, so I, just, great. I loved him too from like the moment he showed up and the, the one guy's like, the generalissimo is like, you got all that shit in your face and what did it make your brain good and he like talks down yeah. and he's like yes it yes. makes my brain good Capaldi like, yes. <laughs> is just oh so good and you know he had a bunch of really good Doctor Who episodes um, definitely worth watching um, yeah. but, watch the man. Suicide Squad if you want to see Doctor Who get ripped apart <laughs> by a starfish from space like literally <laughs> Dude, it works so well um but yeah, that was my, I kept on wanting to say that, and I just remembered. So thanks for bringing that so up. So many but, characters. Um, oh, one last, one last thing. Actually, <laughs> I want you guys to think about this. Weasel survived. Weasel killed twenty-seven kids. Weasel's on the loose. That means yeah. Weasel's gonna probably go and kill more children. Probably in a third-world country. If you really think about that, yeah. I mean, doesn't that worry you guys? But no, <laughs> it's kind of scary. Uh, but yeah, that that has been the cut of steel number nine. And I do want to say before we close out here, guys. Uh, we are changing the format a bit. So, you know, we started the show as a full-on DCEU podcast where we're talking only about the films and the plan was like, what we're going to do. We were still always trying to figure out what the plan was after we caught up with everything, if it was just going to be like when the movies come out and everything else. But the plan now is what we're going to do is everything DC. So it's not just going to be the movies. We're talking animated films. We're talking TV shows, cartoons, comics games all of it will be uh not necessarily increasing our consistency in terms of how often these episodes come out they're still going to be monthly if not the the closest together is probably every three weeks at the soonest but uh we already got the plan out for the rest of the year uh next month for this is august of course uh, in september the brandons and i are going to tackle actual DC Comics because October is like a big release month. It's usually like every October and March. So we're actually going to get in depth on how the DC Comics are looking. And of course, you know, certain heroes are getting a little oversaturated in terms of how many issues they're getting. Uh, no, in October, we're going to cover DC Fandom and see how that goes. Uh, it may or be may or may not be a one or two parter depending on how much there is shown. We don't really know how much they're going to show there. And then uh, November, we're planning on tackling the Birds of Prey film. December, it'll be exactly one year since Wonder Woman 1984 was released. So, uh, you know, it's been a year, so we can attempt to do that. A lot of alcoholic eggnog will probably be involved to stomach it. That might help. And, yeah. And then January uh, is going to be our two-year preview for the next two years of DC EU films coming. But that is at least what we have so far. There'll be more to come, of course. Uh, but that is the plan. Uh, with that said, Brandon's, where can people follow your show? Check out Apollo City Comics on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And check out our social media on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We are everywhere. Twitter. <clears throat> Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you guys themselves or yourselves? Uh, I don't disclose that. <laughs> okay. 
You can <laughs> never shout out my uh, my uh, broadcast live. I think is my yeah. Uh, what's my username, Comron? Yeah, broadcast live. Yeah, the one I want you to use more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comron uh, runs our social media. For those who don't know, he does all of our posts. So thank you, Comron. So I get all and... of Brandon's notifications on his podcast <laughs> yeah. account. Yeah. Eric, every, every time me and Eric talk, he's just getting memes blown up. So shout out to Eric Plaza. Boom. Congratulations. And uh, James, where can people find you? My Twitter is at invaderjim124. And like you, I think, yeah, you definitely mentioned our other podcasts earlier. I am also a co-host of Sutra Side Talk with you. Yep. every Out every week, pretty much. And episode 111 just came out. And we have some James Gunn talk in there yeah. if you want to listen to that. We're even planning on recording extra episodes so that we'll still have weekly episodes while you're gone for a bit. <laughs> It's gonna be so much fun, oh, yeah. so much pain. And What's the uh, weekend? The, uh, he plays uh, some great songs. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Brandon Blockstorff and I, of course, have Suture Side Watch, where we oh, talk yeah. about movies every other week. And uh, it's August, and it's James Cameron month. So we just uh. had our friend Roman Fruhan on, and he talked about The Terminator, which comes out two days before this. So it's already out. Check it out. <laughs> and. Yes. Uh, in two weeks we're going to talk about aliens so that'll be out too so that's going to be really fun and yeah uh, and of course up to it down to it is actually going to be back as well we're going to be recording uh, and have one out this month and hopefully next month we're trying to get that into a monthly format as well so we're going to do our best with that and topic is to be determined but yeah that's everything and uh until next month guys have a great suicide squad Hmm. time later Thanks for listening.